Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Wine. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and look to your heart. These streets, Belmont and Webster Avenue, can really hurt someone, but in a world like this, the choices we make, like giving back the money, are out of your head. Ain't it the truth? Joining us today are the usual yeah. Nikki Machiavellis who like it, including Kevin Rolem Jager. Yes, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Kimberly, our... Kimberly, our one of the great ones, game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Ew. <laughs> and, and with us today is someone you may have seen on Broadway in a Bronx Tale or uh, have seen or potentially will be seeing in company. His album Along the Way is now available wherever you get music. Uh, let's give a big, broad-waisted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Bobby Connie Thorne. You ready for this? Welcome. That was the best introduction ever. I can't believe you got in all of those titles. That was amazing. And like, I was proud this time because like sometimes they don't make sense. Like this tracked a little bit. Yeah, I understand that one. I was waiting for you to just say reprise at some point. <laughs> oh, so my new thing is to cut reprises out. So my new thing is to just use the initial song title um, so that that makes more sense. That's, you decided that's my, to four years in? Four years in, I decided to drop the reprises. <laughs> <laughs> um, the job. more you know. Yeah. Ba -ba -da -ba -da -da. Uh, well, thanks for, thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, before we get started to dig into anything, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? I'm drinking, I'm drinking a nice hot toddy with Ooh. lemon ginger tea and some bullet bourbon. Oh, bullet's my oh. favorite. You're doing it right. It's yeah, that's the real oh, bur bourbon's, bourbon's the way to go. What are you guys drinking? Oh, wow. Um, uh, I am drinking an Angry Orchard hard cider because it was on <laughs> Oh, no. Hey, that's, oh, no. that's new for you. Yeah, you're not a, you're not usually a cider gentleman. No, it was on sale. It was on, they were like it's five dollars for a six pack, and I was like, yeah. Whoa, what's the expiration on those, buddy? No, no, they're fine. It was just they had too many. I think they just ordered like a lot of alcohol, and then realized no one's drinking cider right now. Sure, no, sure. we want the hard I stuff. I took one for the team, and I got. <laughs> wow. I was buying We're white so grateful. White Claw. I might as well buy cider and be that girl. Like, good, good segue. I'm drinking raspberry White Claw. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Jesus. Wait. So I'm like, I'm not. I'm working my way through the Josh collection of wines. I love those. Um, didn't know that Josh made rosé. And so that's what I have for us. That's nice. I love it. Well, cheers. Look, we're the host of a drinking show, and we're all drinking, like, the trashiest of drinks. Yeah, the, the, the most basic stuff. Yeah, ever. for sure. This rosé is over $10. This does not oh. usually happen, just so you know, but I just realized, like, our guest has a very classy, like, nice drink, and we're like, oh, I'm drinking Bud Light. <laughs> well, cheers. Thanks cheers. We'll, we'll see how this goes, and I, I got some White Claws in the fridge I can pull out. Of there, there we go. And I print this um, so let's just, we usually ask our guests this, um, what's your favorite musical? Oh. That's like the hardest question ever. You know. For for a long time, I would say, and I, I I'm not kidding. It was Company. Company was the first Sondheim show I ever saw as a kid. Sure. Um, and it, hopefully, I'm not. It's not out of egotism that the show begins by people singing in acapella my name over and over and over. Again. <laughs> hopefully, it's not for that reason. Um, but then uh, I don't know. I think I think the Gypsy is the most perfectly written show. Mm -hmm. Company is what I naturally was drawn to as a as a kid. Very oddly, even though it's about a show about a a person with a fear of commitment. Sure. Um, but uh, those are great uh, answers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with those two. Did it get confusing in rehearsal? I just have to jump to this since we were talking about your name. Yeah. yeah. Did it get confusing when they would say like Bobby, meaning the character, but you that's thought right. You did that happen a lot? Oh, 
just endless, just endless. <laughs> so it just had to be. It just had to become Bobby Conti or BCT mm-hmm. or just saying my character's name PJ. So we we slowly started to figure it out. Sure. Um, no, let's just let's dive into company. Um, yeah, I we, saw it. Uh, Kevin and I were. You saw to- it. I oh was my goodness! Open dress. Brian and I oh my goodness! Brian and I had tickets for March twelfth. So like the, oh. night, the night Broadway shut down, we like had tickets to go. I oh will say God. it was a relief in a way that didn't we didn't it. have to make the choice that the choice was made for us because like, totally. you know, like that was kind of, cause all day long we were texting. Oh, like, that's true. What are we going to do? Do we go? Cause we yeah. want to support the arts. We want to see this, but also like, we're not stupid. Of course. Yeah. So that's right. So thankfully, the American Theater would make the decision. But yeah, that was the that was like our first disappointment of this whole event was like we literally had tickets that night that Broadway closed down. Uh, it's devastating. But the you all, Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Oh no! You saw it. Uh, you saw it at a, at a very hysterical age. I still had a guitar, probably when you saw it. Yes, it yeah, fell the down. Guitar that's right. And so we we play, it, it happened again, and I played into it more, and then it got cut. I was wondering if you were going to play the guitar. Uh, <laughs> Which is why when it fell, I was like, oh, it's because he needs to play it. Like, he has the guitar with him. And then I was like, no. <laughs> How wonderful would that be? I think perhaps the reason why we cut it is because, A, I, Bobby, don't play the guitar. But uh, I think we we were sort of grasping at straws of making sure the audience understood who this new take on the character of previously Marta was. Yeah. And so for a long time, I was smoking cigarettes. I had a guitar case. I had lots of sort of props to try to help indicate who I was. And I think slowly but surely we learned that uh, the George Firth's book, Stephen Sondheim's lyrics, and hopefully some educated interpretation that I'm doing, that it's only because of the collaboration I have with Marianne, our director, and Gina, our, our associate director, that that can sort of take care of itself and we don't need to amplify more for, and as an insecurity for the audience to understand who I am. The audience will naturally glean who it is. Yeah, I, I don't think it was necessary that like your character was like, had a guitar. I don't know. Like, I play it. But it, I will say it was a beautiful and like perfect interpretation of the show. And I was so excited to go back and see it again. And I will I, knock on wood. We will be back. I know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very excited for it. I think I actually, I saw you perform at the Guggenheim. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sang, did you sing your, your, the song at? We did some very fancy event at the Guggenheim where I think Katrina sang someone is waiting. Yep. Patty sang little things you do together. And I sang another hundred people. And then the, the three boyfriends, we all sang drivers and crazy while Marianne, and Patty and Katrina got interviewed. And yeah. I think it was our first moment going, oh, we're doing company on yeah, Broadway yeah. <laughs> for Stephen Sondheim's 90th birthday. This is a big deal. Don't fuck no. it up. So yeah, that was, that was definitely a, a big fancy moment. Yeah, you were, you were great. That was great performance. Um, what, uh, I guess, what did you do to kind of, you know, it's, you kind of talked about how, you know, conveying to the audience who this character was, because they may have preconceived notions of who these characters are from previous versions of it. What did you do as an actor to, you know, an actor prepares, but like, what did you do for this to kind of like, you, the character is written in the script, in the book as female, obviously interpreted differently for this one. Um, what did you do to kind of uh, make it your own? Right. I well, I think a great thing that we were asked to do constantly by Marianne was to, as cliche as this sounds, bring ourselves to it. What naturally bring uh, is makes us odd and eccentric is what's going to make these characters stand out. And our only responsibility at the end of the day is to the script. And so what's been nice is that any time something didn't land in the way that we think was appropriate, we could go back to the original George Firth vignettes that were written in the 1970s before it was adapted into a musical. We could go back to other George Firth plays that were in his catalog that we had total permission to. So any rewritten lines were taken all from his vernacular. And, um, you know, not only am I a man now saying these absurdly ridiculous things, um, but I'm also uh, a white man doing it. And so there was, uh, in the original script, Marta sort of condemns Bobby slightly by asking him, how many Puerto Ricans do you know? How many blacks? And, and is questioning his ability to have a diverse background and then says, you know, please, I know all of these people. I, I, all, they're all my closest, my best friends. And coming 
out of the mouth of perhaps this person was not going to land in a, in, a, in a way that we wanted to in 2020. Um, so we could go back to old George Firth vignettes and we found this great bit where he was, uh, the character who was previously named Peter in this little vignette was um, sitting down on a couch with a friend of his and was saying, we're really going to relate now. We're really going to connect. And they almost started meditating. So we made that part of the scene that we made him more of a Brooklyn hipster musician, semi-woke guru who wants to think he's connected to this um, millennial progressive world, but naturally is going to come off as a bit of a mansplainer depending on who you ask. And we definitely had some pop culture references we could um, point to to find that in a, in a somewhat realistic way that you want these things to come out of someone's mouth, um, not in a not in a malicious way, but something as a as a as a naive way, so that he means everything he says earnestly, so that an audience can then laugh at it without feeling too imposed by it. And that's all just a testament to um, the collaborative nature of the room Marianne sets up, so that it was a very freeing space where failure was necessary and there was no judgment, so we could come to the right idea through. Um, the best idea wins. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, let's take a mini, uh, a mini travel back in time. Um, so you, you like were just out of school and like it, you it kind of, everything moved very quickly in terms of, you know, what an average kind of like starring on Broadway timeline is um, for right. you in uh, your Broadway debut, essentially in um, a Bronx tale, I guess, talk about kind of that kind of, that updraft, that like almost like quick learning experience of, of all of a sudden like out of school, obviously working, and then all of a sudden like boom, here you are, you know, in creating a show, yeah, in in a a well received, you know, for for those, that season, a long running show. Yeah, you know, yeah, it definitely lasted a couple of years. It lasted beyond me, which is, right, right. I think, the success of anything is saying I'm not the detriment to an incident. Um, <laughs> you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I, the the thing I always go back to is that is a that's an opportunity that's so rooted in luck and given circumstances being so beyond my control that happened to land in my favor that I hopefully met with some semblance of preparedness and strong work ethic that I could graduate out of school and they needed an Italian who looked 17, who could sing doo-wop that fit into this sort of vernacular and didn't have to be famous is so beyond lucky. Mm. And that then I had to, when I was allowed to have my foot in the door, go in and take it unapologetically. And that when this was going out of town to paper mill, I didn't get the job. Um, And I was devastated and heartbroken and I couldn't really, uh, process it and be able to, like we have to do with many jobs, sort of fall in love very quickly, do the thing. If you doesn't, if it doesn't go your way, let it go quickly and move on to the next. And I wasn't having a, a proper ability to do that quickly. And so luckily when four or five months went by and they said, we're moving it to Broadway and we're reopening the role. It was such, that was just another stroke of luck, but it was also because I hadn't really let go of the role in my mind. Whenever it was popping up in my head, I would rework on it for my own self, never with any semblance that I would ever get to perform it again for the higher ups and people who were making those decisions, but just because I knew I had to, I had something more to find myself in the material before I could move on and give myself over to other material more fully. So it was just, uh, there was a lot of luck involved that I'm eternally grateful for. And then the process of doing it was a great lesson um, in, in, in sitting in these rooms of giants and people that mm. I had uh, idolized as children for so long. Alan Menken, who had written the soundtrack to many of our childhood, I'm sure you all would agree. Yeah. Um, to Chaz, who's, you know, I had seen Bronx Hill at 10 years old. And yeah. how, how could you, That it's one of the most perfect movies of its genre. Robert De Niro, who is, uh, in, in, especially in terms of that genre, there is no one who would know this world better and is one of the greatest living actors that we have, perhaps even of all time. And you have to sit there and suddenly not be in awe, but be a colleague and be able to level with them and collaborate with them and knowing how to maneuver around your own sense of insecurity, your own sense of ego, everyone's sense of ego and insecurity to come to a, um, a fuller, more cohesive idea of what we all want to do. It was a very invaluable lesson to have at 24 years old. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know what? Let's play a game. Yeah. Yes. Let's play a game. Kevin, do you have your Lights of Broadway show cards at your hand? 
I do. I, I have, do not. I, oh, great. I have me to, and Kevin do. And so we <laughs> really like to play games with our Lights of Broadway show cards, but it has been tricky because I can't ask you to draw a card over Zoom. But now that Kevin has some too, we can draw cards for other people. <laughs> Correct. If right. I think how I'm doing this and utilize the private chat function of Zoom, which I have Let's learned go. is integral to gameplay virtually. Great. Uh, <laughs> I gotta get scissors. Hold on. Cool. Can you hear me if I explain the rules while, oh, are you using your fancy chair? Yeah. I'm using oh. my fancy rocking chair. <laughs> I'm not kidding. My parents so bought, fancy. My parents <laughs> sent me a rocking chair to cheer me up and I was like, what am I, 80? And then I put it on my balcony and I was like, I'm never leaving. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I am 80. Outside. I was like, this is the greatest thing they've literally ever given me. <laughs> okay this is a game called phone rings door chimes okay Great. and basically we're gonna make up knock knock jokes to Great. get people to guess who you've drawn from your card okay so instead of saying knock knock who's there you'll say phone rings we'll say who's there and then you will say something to try and get us to guess which card you have drawn but without saying their name Exactly. It's like taboo, but I added a fun preface. Phone rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Brian, I'll choose a card for you first. Okay, sure. I trust you to start with puns. Sounds good. Great. And you're gonna you're gonna private message me in is my no. Story. You're gonna read my eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah totally. Uh huh. You've been doing this for four years. Can't you not get the idea? Just I, I, probably I probably should. Open up your psyche, bro. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm prepared. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, this is a lot harder than you think it's going to be. Yeah. All right. It can um, also like just be yeah, a funny thing. It doesn't. Yeah, need to I'm gonna. Action. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, phone rings. Who's there? Who's there? Gimme. 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 Sutton Foster. Close. Thoroughly Modern, modern, modern Millie. Millie. Yes. Yes. Nice. Modern Millie. So you can only say one word is, is the point. No, I, I could have done. I guess I could have also done like uh, phone phone rings. Who's there? Um, not for the life of me. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like it. Let's make it vague. Let's make it vague. I love yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Okay. All right. I have, Kevin, do you want to draw a card for yourself? I got one. I'm ready. Okay. Phone rings. Who's there? Who's there? In comes tuberculosis. Who in comes tuberculosis? Oh. Who? Oh, um, oh Moulin Rouge. Blame um, is. No, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. No, I, I the just character of Moulin Karen Oliva? Oh, Karen Oliva. Oh, it's Karen oh. Oliva. Oh. I was like, I was like so confident I already I got <laughs> Moulin Rouge. And I for some reason thought I was playing charades, so I felt like I couldn't say words. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, Bobby, can I send you one? Yes. <clears throat> oh right. This is fun. I'm grabbing another round. Does anyone need one? Yeah, can you grab me <laughs> okay. one, Kevin? Kevin, what is um, on your television set? Yeah, that went from fireplace to something else very different. It just keeps going to commercials. Oh, oh, oh. The fireplace has commercials? I'm watching it on YouTube because it's eight hours. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll, okay. This, I'll use a, I'll, I'll go around Brian's uh, route when just do a vague term. Cool. Uh, phone rings. Who's there? Who's there? Mischief! 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 Okay, it's it's the it's the beggar woman, but who could it be that was the beggar woman? Oh, Laura, uh, Laura Tom. Um, oh, it's it's not not the person, but oh, Sweeney Todd. Great. Yeah. Oh, great. I was okay. gonna, <laughs> in the movie was uh, Laura Michelle Thompson. Who? Was Laura that? Michelle Kelly. Kelly, yeah, yeah, Kelly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up because I'm from San Francisco, so I saw when uh, Patty Lapone and George Hearn did it at the San Francisco Opera with oh. Victoria Clark as the beggar woman. Oh, and she was amazing. She was amazing. Oh, wow. oh I bet. So All right. Okay, Kimberly, I have one. Turn. 
Phone rings. Who's there? Who's there? Who's there? A sexy mouse. Uh, mean, oh, girls. Uh, mean girls. But Kate Rockwell. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. A sexy mouse. Yeah. yeah, that was huh? fun. Let's do another round. Cool. Same order. Yeah, Kevin, sure. why don't you choose one for Brian? Okay. I'll choose them. No, I got. I'll do it. I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm looking at my cards. Okay. I got a good one. Okay, cool. Right. Just because I like to guess. <laughs> Make sure you send it to just me. I think I'm doing that. We'll all start soon learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did. Okay. Okay. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Who's Wrong. there? Oh, yeah, yeah, not, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. I made a company themed. I went along. What am I doing? (laughs) Phone rings. Who's there? Who's there? Shouldn't it be door chimes? Sorry. Like, we we should read responding door chimes? (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Shouldn't it be like, in comes. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'll start again. Phone rings. Door chimes. Door chimes. In comes someday. Uh, Groundhog Day. No. West Side Story? Oh, that's one day. That's one day. Um, Not West think, Side Story. You got to think further back than Groundhog Day. You don't uh, have to help uh, me. I was thinking, I, I thought one day. That's my bad. In someday. Someday. When it's me? Maybe. Was, was the wedding singer? Maybe. Laura Benanti? Nailed it. <laughs> she sings that's a song weird. called Someday? In The Wedding Singer. It's a bop. Wow. It's a bop. It's, it's my favorite. Bop. I, I, I need to get into the wedding. I think the only song I know from that show is, Oh, and it's your wedding yeah, yeah, yeah. day. I think Someday's the second or third song. Yeah. It's her oh, I great. It's like it's her I literally, literally have not gone past the first. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. The, the first like couple, I mean, I love that It's album. her I want song. It's great. Yeah. And she sounds great. incredible. Cool. Amazing. All right. That it's was fun. All right. Kevin, your turn. Oh, Okay. My turn. Um, okay. All right. Uh, phone rings. Door, door chimes. Door chimes. <laughs> in, in comes Saudi. Say that one more time. I said, in comes Saudi. Oh, the share show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I love how my first reaction was Greece. <laughs> that's right that's right that's because my share sounds just like a generic rizzo more than an actual share <laughs> R- rizzo must be your spirit animal <laughs> rizzo the rat i'd be okay with that I mean, yeah one <laughs> you love rizzo the rat well now, okay, I, want, now I want the muppets to do grease on tony night if they're gonna make us watch grease let the that'd muppets be great and oh yeah rizzo the rat play rizzo and let him sing their worst things I could do. That would be like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> well, Piggy, Miss, wait, Miss Miss Piggy isn't Rizzo. No, Miss Piggy's going to be Sandy. She has to be Sandy. Oh, I guess she has to be because Kermit would be Danny, right? Kermit would yeah. be Danny. Oh, Sandy, baby. And Fozzie is and Fozzie is would have to be Kaniki. But Fozzie would be Kaniki. Sure. No, you make you make Gonzo Kaniki. Yes, you make Fozzie the Moon Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> because, right. Well, if we're doing the movie, would that be doing the stage play? Because Mooning isn't in the sh- the movie. Right. So the they would thing? they would they would throw it into this part so that Fozzie could do a Mooning joke. Like understood, understood. Yeah, I love this. Who's Eugene Scooter? Yeah. No, 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 or it's just Beaker. And every time he tries to talk, it's, it's Beaker. Yeah, yeah. Meep, meep, meep. it's so good i'm like actually obsessed with this idea because like sam the eagle could be like the the principal like uh. well now you're making all the female roles male roles so you are doing that we'd have to we have to find is 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 vince fontaine the human celebrity that they bring in yes and then johnny casino is actually uh, electric mayhem dr deed and electric mayhem (laughs) Yes. yes. This is great. This is wonderful. I still remember there's other CBS, hit us up. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> it's great. We did it. Okay, Bobby, I have one for you. Mm. Okay, great. Um, 
Nice top knot, sir. Oh, thank you. It's 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 growing out slowly but surely. <laughs> um, I can do one too, but it just looks like Pebbles Flintstone. <laughs> Very silly. What is a good? Um, okay, uh, phone rings. Door chimes. In comes Yop. Susical. Great. <laughs> wow. Well done. <laughs> Something. I love well Susan Ball. I love I, We Ball. We were jamming out the other night, me and my sister, to Notice Me Horton. Oh, so good. What a good song. That's a really it's good cast album. Yeah, it's a really Unbelievable. good cast album. Yeah. It's true. I'm okay, a thinker, I and I think things. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show. So what's your whole I played. Jo- I, pl- I played JoJo when I was 13 years old. Did you oh, really? nice. Oh, totally. Definitely. That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. I love that show. That's such a good... That show's really good. And actually, the uh, the touring version, like the short, the, the edited down version, is is really good, too. Is that the same that's licensed for that's high schools my, and community theaters? That would be my assumption, yes. For sure. Where they cut the military section? Yeah, no. Well, where he cut, goes off to war? Some of that. They keep some of that, but they cut, like, having a hunch. And like him getting like lost and that stuff, and they cut, yes. um, and then they also cut. Um, That's a day of the cat in the hat. That is a day for the cat. Yeah, they cut that kind of stuff, and they just kind of like they keep it as streamlined as possible with those storylines and stuff like that. But anyway, we digress. Kimberly, Brian really likes Susical. I feel like this is what this podcast is. It's just digressing yeah. on other. <laughs> oh, we did we did Susical freshman year of college. So I have a very warm place for it. Who did you play? Uh, I was I was in the ensemble, so but I covered everybody, so I got my swing wings. Nice yeah. swing wings. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. That's good, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have one more, and then we can be done with the game. Cool. What does it start? Phone rings. Door, <laughs> Door chimes. In comes a dream. Uh, uh. Gypsy. Yeah. Oh, that was Great. good. That was a very good, with one word. Or it's, words, but you, because you're hearing the one five, you're missing the one four. Yeah. I had a dream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. It's so true. Well, that's, that's awesome. Well, good game. That was great. Thank you. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's talk a little bit about your um, your album. We spoke a little bit about other albums. Let's talk about yours. Um, so it is called uh, Along the Way. Let's. Uh, I'd love for you to kind of just to clarify for our listeners: is that way like W A Y or way like W E I G H? W A Y. Along the way. <laughs> Along Thanks, the Kevin. way. Oh my God. <laughs> I know there was it also a, could be W H E Y. That's totally right. Yeah. yeah. Along, Along the way. Protein, like, or if it came with a baking book. Like, I don't know. That would be a great, when we do the parody album, that's exactly what it'll be. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Weird Al album. The Weird Album. Um, what, um, I guess, what was your intention behind it? And, uh, what do you want people to walk away with? I mean, the intention behind it is the same intention as the show it's based off is to tell a narrative mm-hmm. through line story. And so it's been nice to get feedback from people, first of all, that were close friends, but now from the general public that, uh, yes, there are bops and arrangements that we're doing of songs that are really surprising people, but that hopefully it's it's structured in a way that you can uh, glean a semblance of what this not so fictional person is going through. Sure. And I would I would just hope people take away uh, the idea that, especially if it's a lot of young people that are listening to this, because this is a story purposefully about a, a a person who maybe at the beginning is just right out of college and beginning this journey, and it is now. Um, I'll turn 28 this summer, uh, this summer is that in the best way possible, you know, nothing. 
so that all of the feelings you have when you're going through these genuine heartbreaks and failures are valid, but know that it is truly only the beginning and that you are better off in the long term for having gone through these things fully and having grieved them fully to be able to then progress onto another place. Because if you hadn't gone through them, A, life would be very boring, but B, you'll actually then be more uh, better, more set up to lead a more fully fledged adult life and be present with another human being to get out of your own head, realize the world does not revolve around you and to be in service of other people. Do you have favorite tracks that like really hit home for you? Along the way is a very specific moment I can recount uh, with a, a woman who, if I felt I was in a position to have children, I would want to have children with said person. But to be hit with the reality of that I am in no way prepared to bring a child into this world and be in service of something beyond myself. Um, on a, I think How Deep is the Ocean by Irving Berlin is the most perfect love song ever written. And the way James reorchestrated that for a string quartet was a, was a labor of love to figure out. And we're so happy with how it came out at the end. And uh, Vienna was sort of a last minute uh, addition because in the show, we, the finale is That's Life. And he made a great point of saying, you cannot end an album that a 27-year-old sings with the lyric, I'm going to roll myself up at a big ball and die if nothing's shaken come July. Even if that's very real, especially now in the time of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that seemed like a very self-aware way to end the album going, slow down. If you're so smart, why are you so afraid? Um, and so, and, and what's nice is Billy Joel also wrote that song when he was 28 years old. So he was going through a similar sort of thing at this time in his life. So you seem, you're, the, the album is very confident in, in, a, in a, regardless of the feelings or emotions and the, and the journey and the arc of the character, the album itself feels very confident. Um, what was the what was the selection process like the curation process of the songs and the order um, because they feel like a puzzle that has been finished in terms of what that album's supposed to be when you listen mm-hmm. to a lot of these types of individuals albums and they feel disjointed um, whether they're based on a cabaret or a mini show or a show versus you know just being you know like songs I really like and my voice sounds yeah, yeah like what did you go through in the curation process for both the show and then translating it to an album. I think in the beginning, clumsily, it was that. It was going, oh, what songs do I like to sing? And let's make sure there aren't too many ballads before we have an up-tempo to keep the energy up. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the base level you need to start at, especially in a live setting. But then you can actually start to, what I had to do is I had to track it. I was saying, okay, how are we beginning the story? And blame it on my youth, we realized quickly on, seemed like a nice, almost prologue or thesis statement to preface everything beforehand. was saying, I know I am very young and probably have very little to say that you, that people my senior probably don't know already. So let me start off not with an apology, but saying, you know, when I'm naive and I'm talking about love that's broken my heart, please blame it on my youth. Don't blame it on my own ignorance. And then you launch from there. And so this very specific moment I talked about with along the way seemed like a nice place to start off. And so what is the response to that? Well, a response to realizing that love needs to end, even though you're still deeply connected is um, it becomes a, a waiting game. The only way to grieve something properly is through time. So time heals everything but loving you is that this person is always going to hold a very deep place in my heart, even today, even as years and years have gone by. Um, and I think that was a perfect lyric to go into it. And then you shift out of it. Uh, I'll, I'm not going to go through the whole album because I'll probably just bore you all. But everybody says don't seems like then a nice response to that of saying, okay, mm-hmm. I've tried this very conventional way of structuring a love life. Why don't I break out of it? Because everyone keeps telling me you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this to find a conventional, happy relationship. And maybe the world is a lot larger than that. And especially being in the musical theater world around artists, there is no right way to sort of do anything. Even if you're in as a job as an actor and in, in interpreting text or whether you're trying to find someone you connect with and want to spend your life with. Sure. And naturally then me and Mrs. Jones comes from that of trying to defy convention, defy expectation. Um, and that is a very um, particular moment in my life as well that I experienced. And, and so every song then answers the song before it. 
and hopefully it's also charted on a base level of making sure again you're not yeah. musically doing the same thing over and over with each track sure. or falling into the same patterns but everything needs to be a response to the next well um i actually my favorite song is actually the bonus track um that you can only find in tuesdays in the corner with kevin it's kevin's corner that was a nice one. <laughs> I appreciate that. He was like, where is he going with this? Okay. <laughs> All right. So welcome to Kevin's Corner, uh, where we're going to do a fun little would you rather, like this or that segment, where I'll just yes. give you two things and you just have to pick one or the other and explain why you picked that thing. Okay. Uh, and so we'll just go through these and just, they're random and we'll see. Okay. Uh, pop music or rock music? Rock music. Why? Pop music more times or not has terrible lyrics, I found. Yeah. That's 100% true. I appreciate that. Uh, stuffed animals or dolls? Stuffed animals. <laughs> what was your favorite stuffed animal growing up? Um, oh, God. Uh, not uh, What are they called? It starts with a T. Not, not Teletubbies, Teddy but it's, it's... Tamagotchi? Uh, that's not a stuffed animal. I know. It's, it's, li- it's little animals that were, that were small and stuffed. That beanie babies? T.Y. Beanie oh. babies? M- T- I think it's T.Y. Beanie babies, perhaps. Um, and I had one that was of a little jaguar. Oh, sure. That I had growing up. Yeah, Man, I, had not, I, have not, I have not thought about that in a good <laughs> 20 years. Um, hot chocolate or coffee? Hot chocolate. Are you a coffee drinker at all? I, I, I don't drink coffee. I've, I'm very lucky to stay away from caffeine, so I drink a lot of tea. We don't either. Me and Brian don't Let's go, either. baby. Really, do you? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, you drink coffee. Because, like, I drink all the coffee. But... <laughs> uh, library or a museum? Museum. Mm. Why? Uh, I mean, I guess you have to be quiet at a museum too. Museum, museum is uh, endlessly expansive. Every time you, you get bored of one thing, there's something else to go learn, which is, the, I guess, the same as a library, but museum perhaps is more visual. Oh, uh, you have a favorite museum? So. I imagine, too, a library could exist within a museum. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or like a museum within a library. Museum? Say that again. Like a library museum? Like a museum? Sure. Famous libraries would just be small library exhibits. You know what? Let's let's make it happen, Kevin. <laughs> let's call let, let's call up the Guggenheim, and that can be their next exhibit. <laughs> um, Brian said, "Do you have a favorite museum?" Me? Oh, yeah. the, I think the Guggenheim is right up there. The Guggenheim's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Mm. Are you yeah. not a hot dog person or like you would just choose the hamburger option? I, it's too hard now living in New York. You equate hot dogs with hot dog stands, which would be too terrifying to go investigate. So I <laughs> guess the only time I have hot dogs are when I go to a baseball game or something like that. Sure. Um, I, I think ham, hamburgers are more regularly, regularly in my life. My, uh, <laughs> my senior year trip from high school in Florida was to New York City. It was my first time here. And so I had a list of all the New York things I wanted to do. So I'm sure I was like the worst person for all the regular New Yorkers. Cause like I got in a cab and I said, follow that car and step on it. No, you did. And he was like, what car, which one, that one, where are we going? And I was like, no, it was, it was just a thing. And so I, one of my <laughs> things is I wanted to go to a hot dog cart and say that I wanted the usual. Oh, yeah, I was the worst. So like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> Kevin, you don't you don't need to use the worst in past tense. Shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw it in movies that so people would go up to their hot dog cart in New York City and say, I want the usual, and they would just start making the hot dog. So my friend was like, no, no, let me do it. Let me do it. We're like, okay. So this whole group of teenagers are like huddled around watching this kid go up to the hot dog cart. And he all gives he gives us the hand, like, I got this. And he walks up to the guy and goes, I'll have the original, please. And we're wow. all like, no, you ruined it. <laughs> It was the worst. And the uh, the last one is t-shirts or sweaters. Uh, I'm, I'm wearing a sweater right now, so I'll say sweater. I understand. More sleeve coverage. I got it. Uh, so this is <laughs> that Kevin's Corner. Yay! You did it. 
So you you said you're from San Francisco, but you did, did you grow? Um, what was your first time out here? Do you remember your first Broadway show? My grandparents live on Long Island, which mm-hmm. are my mother's parents. So we grew up coming here almost every year, which was very, very lucky. And nice. anytime we would go out, we'd go see a Broadway show. And for many, many years, that one Broadway show would be Beauty and the Beast because there were no other children's shows for a long <laughs> time on Broadway. Um, and that was all uh, the bells. Oh, <laughs> I've seen Susan Egan. I've seen Ashley Brown. I've seen them all. Um, There's an I can hear the I'll, bells joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I was I was like, is this a segue to Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. No, we, right, we saw Beauty and the Beast my first time. And then we tried, my mom took me to Cats. And I freaked out when the cats came in the audience in the mm-hmm. beginning. Sure. Not sure. into that. And then we went, we saw Phantom of the Opera, and the night before, I don't know why she did this, she played me the old, early, early 1900s black and white silent film of Phantom of the Opera, that, uh, in which when the chandelier is cut, he goes up to the ceiling, cuts it, and it falls on the audience. It doesn't swing onto the stage. And so when we went, we happened to be sitting directly underneath the chandelier. No. And I was, I was pants going we're gonna die I, I i i was very restless and very unhappy to be there so we kept going back to beauty and the beast <laughs> that's, amazing. Yeah, that's amazing i imagine that would be terrifying if you're like it i was know how this goes <laughs> and but and, and then you realize oh the the chandelier just moves so slowly that you're going oh it's going to be fine. <laughs> phantom was the last show that brian and i saw before broadway closed Oh my God. Our friend was was Christine and we were like, oh, let's go see Phantom. And it was like half empty. And we were like, oh, I guess this like pen, this virus must be a thing. Like you don't want to be near each other. That show got hit early. We share the alleyway with the majestic and the golden. So we, I've seen a bunch of them coming in and out of the. Oh wait, when we are up talking to Megan after the show, do you remember Company comes down a little later than Phantom. And she was like, oh, Company just finished. You can hear their standing ovation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, take it. My favorite Phantom story is I, in the the Jacobs, where the company is, I got very lucky and got invited to the opening of uh, Iceman Cometh with Denzel Washington. Mm. And it started because it's a three, four hour epic. It began at four o'clock in the afternoon. And right at the end, Denzel just takes a chair and does the very famous Hickey monologue, sort of direct address to the audience. And you can hear a pin drop. He's giving an extraordinary performance. And then all of a sudden, I hear, bum, 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 bum. Because it's timed out perfectly with seven o'clock with the Majestic that is next door. And the orbiter started reverberating through the walls of the Jacobs. And it would never happen any other time because they would time it differently. And I couldn't believe it. That's like when you're in a movie theater and you're like watching like Little Women and like you can hear Star Wars next door. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something's not conjoined. Yeah. Oh, oh that's my so goodness, funny. that is the magic of It was during that monologue that that started. That's right. It was at the very, very end of the play because it aligned right with seven oh five or whatever. <laughs> That's so which the beginning. Yeah. So we. That's so we, good. We do a little segment here called Stage Door Story. Stage Door Story. Um, do you have a, a story where you went to the stage door, or um, somebody came to the stage door at a Bronx Sailor Company that kind of you remember as being funny or really heartwarming or special? Just a generic kind of uh, stage door story. I told. Um, Patty this the other day when we were doing our, our weekly Zoom call when I was, I forget which birthday it was, and I won't give the year out because Patty is still a very beautiful, vibrant woman. Um, I went to Gypsy for my birthday and I went at the stage door and I told her it was my birthday and she gave me a hug and then got in her car and drove away and I held on to that. And then I went, oh, now I'm in a show with Patty LuPone. So that's so crazy. That. Oh, that's wonderful. That's like Full crazy circle. And now she has to have you on your birthday every year. Well, except, except, except this year. I'm not going to be back. Yeah. Um, Let's play another game. Sure. Do it. I thought we could play a quick round of dirty hands on a hard body. 
Okay. Great. Which these two gentlemen know, Bobby, I'll explain to you. It's a categories game, basically. There's usually a beat that goes to it, but on Zoom, there's a lag. So just try and be clippy about it. So let me put you guys in gallery mode so I know what order we're all in. Um, I'll pick a category and then we'll sort of go around everyone in a rapid fire says something from that category. If you repeat something someone already said, or if you stutter at all, then you are out. That's one hand up. If you get two dirty hands, you're out of the game and we play till someone wins. Great. All right. Um, I think everyone's in a different order on each screen. Correct. So in my order, it would go Brian, me, Bobby, Kevin. Okay. Does that make sense to everyone? The uh, the point I go after, we should just know who we go after. Yes. You go after me and I go after Brian. And I'm after Bobby. Got it. Great. Um, First category, Broadway theaters. Sure. And I'll start with the Jacobs. Ha. <laughs> you're, start, you, you're starting with Jacobs? Yeah. Okay. Golden. Majestic. Winter Garden. Marquis. Sondheim. New Amsterdam. Schoenfeld. Hirschfeld. Longacre. Studio 54. Walter Kerr. Minskoff. Uh, Lund Fontaine. Ooh, good one. Vivian Beaumont? Mm-hmm. Is that considered broad? Yeah, yeah. it does not apply. Yeah, we'll give it. Okay. We'll eligible we'll for Tony's. Okay, fair, right. fair, fair. <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, I just had it. The... Um, uh, oh, no, uh, 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 Did we say long anchor? Three? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the one that I had. Uh, no, too late. Hand yeah, up. it's too late. All right. All right. And now you pick a category. Sure. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wait, now I'm, now I'm like, now I can't remember what my, would. now what I'm just mad is? that I can't remember what I was going to say. I'm sure I'll say it during the You should have, you should have said, you should have said American Airlines. Dude. That's it. That was what it was. <laughs> it was American Airlines. That's what it was. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Wow. Um, um, uh, musicals with a character's name in it. Titles. Title. Musical titles okay. with a character's name in it. I'll go first. So an example of that is Tommy. Okay. Gypsy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, oh. I, it, it just left my head. Well, I'll take a hand. I don't know what I was about to say. <laughs> the only other thing I could think of was Carolina really? Change. Really? I was like, I had Annie Oliver and no. Dave. Oliver. Yeah, there were there was I sh- it was Oliver was one of them. They were just immense, and then they all just Sweeney Hamilton. They're infinite. Oh, infinite. Yeah, infinite. Yeah, oh I was I was, I don't know why I was going to say Chaplin. That was the one that was. Oh, that's head. a good one. I, I that remember. works. Okay, now you get to pick right, a category. I've never gotten this so. I've never gotten this far with no hands up, and I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, without without being too egotistical, musical theater. Um, uh, whether it could be a composer, it could be a writer, it could be an actor with three names. Okay. okay. I'll start with David Hyde Pierce. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, Robert Sean Leonard. Bobby Conti Thornton. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, that's, 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 uh, that's kind of cool. So that's like a name. I'm, I'm. No, kidding. it doesn't count, but <laughs> I was going to say. John, John Cameron Mitchell. There's so many. Jason All Robert Brown. All I could think was Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and I, was like, I don't think she's been on Broadway. Barrett Wilbert Weed. Yes, oh, there was another oh, one. That's right. That's right. All right, Kevin, you pick a category. I failed that category. I'm sorry. Um, Two hands. Okay. Uh, this category is uh, 
Musical theater villains. Great. Okay. Um, musical theater only. Uh, musical theater only, yes. Musical theater villains, and I'll say, uh, I'll start with Judge Turpin. Okay. Nice. Ursula. Jigger. Wait, you skipped me. Oh, sorry. Ursula. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Um, Burr. Okay. Jigger. Uh, Scar. Gaston. Oh, good. Um, um, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the mean ones. (laughs) I don't know their names. Wow. (laughs) Oh, but I pick a category. Yes. Yes. Oh, we all have one hand up. We do. Oh, oh, this is the elimination station. There we go. What could it be? Don't do me dirty, Kimberly. Don't do me dirty hands. Um, Disney musicals, like Disney theatricals. Okay. 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 The Lion King. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, Newsies. Um, Tarzan. Beauty and the Beast. Mary Poppins. Uh, Hercules. Uh, Frozen. The Little Mermaid. Freaky Friday. Finding Nemo. Good one. Did we say Aladdin? No. No, I don't think so. Hold on. Oh no. Um. Why was I just about to say Aladdin again? I like it came to me. I was like, oh, Aladdin. Oh, oh, oh. I th- I think that's you, Kimberly. I think I'm out. Okay, so what's well our done. Category? Um, musical theater heroes instead of villains. Sure. Okay. Um, Bobby, do you want to start? You want to start, Bobby? Yeah. Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Uh, Horton. (laughs) (laughs) Sweeney Todd is a hero, I'm calling. Sure. Um, uh, Bobby Strong. Um, Elder Price. George Surratt. Uh, uh, Don Quixote. Tracy Turnblad. Fosca. Oh, yes. Um, Uh, L. Woods. Is it my turn? Simba. Louise in Gypsy is the hero. Uh, Celie. Joseph. The Phantom. Um, uh, Spider-Man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fine, Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. It's a better name. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Hermes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Is Hermes not the hero of that show? I mean, I would, I would have said Orpheus. But Orpheus is such a, he's such a lame-o. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the villain. He puts her back in hell. He's the villain. Yeah, he just... Screwed. Okay, you know what? That, that, I, I'm okay with that. That description works for me. Hermes is the one that keeps telling the story over and over again. You know what? I'll give it to you. Trying his best. Uh, uh, Oliver? Sure. Peter Pan. Donnie Nowitzki. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Crutchy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a hand for that. He's a supporting player. Oh, no. Okay, he's a hero. He's a hero. 
Literally, the only music name I could remember, I could, I could think was Jeremy Jordan or Crutchy. That's right. That's all I had. <laughs> okay, right. the final category for you two, the showdowns and the bees, is um, Broadway actors whose first name begins with the letter B. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Who begins? I'm gonna go. You can start. Uh, you can start. Brian Stokes Mitchell. Um, Barbara Cook. Brandon Victor Dixon. Um, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I need the full name, please. Bobby C. Thornton. <laughs> Got it. Brian Darcy James. Mm. Barbara Streisand. Absolutely. Brandon Uranowitz. Mm, love. I, I, I'm about to get very upset with Kevin. Um, Bette Midler. I'll tell you why in a second. Ben Platt. Ooh. I mean, why? Um, uh, oh, we just... Uh, Oh, we uh, we just said her name. Uh, I Betty Buckley. We didn't say her name. Oh, Betty cool. Buckley. When did we talk about Betty Buckley? We we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> that was a double B. Barry, Barry Bostwick. Yeah. Nice. Barrett Wilbert Weed. There it is. Uh. Um. Uh, Bryn, uh, I don't know if this is Broadway. Bryn Turfel. <laughs> oh, Bryn O'Malley. Bryn O'Malley. Oh, there's another Bryn. That's a good one. Um, oh. <laughs> um, five, four, three, two. Uh, I, I'm, I'm mad at Kevin because all I can think of is Ken Hardly Wait and Brecken Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I put Jennifer Love Hughes in your head. Yep. That means Bobby wins the game. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, done. I don't know. I, I I made some I made some iffy answers throughout the games, but, but you I didn't get called it. on it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, thank you so much for yeah. joining us. We we really appreciate, it, especially um, taking the time. Thank you, Brian. Me. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kimberly. Absolutely. Thank um, you. We're hoping at some point that we'll be able to see the company that so many people have already seen, including Kimberly. Um, it's but so good. I know. <laughs> she like told us we were so excited to go. And then anyway. Um, I almost bought myself a second ticket to go back and see it with you guys. Yeah. Not for myself. I didn't Please. buy it. Um, well, we'll, as soon as, as soon as we're allowed back to do that, yeah. we will be in those seats watching you all. Um, and, um, you know, thanks again for taking the time. Again, uh, the album is Along the Way, spelled W-A-Y. Um, <laughs> so ridiculous. And um, you can find that wherever you can find music. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, I've listened to it. It's spectacular. He, he's a, as we talked about, it's really well curated. It's telling a narrative and it sounds great. So, you know, it kind of hits all those Thank you, man. pillars. Thank yeah. you. Um, again what if i drop him what if things don't turn out okay what if i forget to feed him what if i start to need him and if he goes away what if i make just one mistake somewhere along the way um wow that is our quote for the episode um so uh thank you again you can follow us at broad wasted you uh, yeah. on twitter and instagram you can find us on things like patreon you can find us on things like facebook and our uh, our our group that kevin runs there um you can find yeah, us right now we're watching two cool shows we've been doing some fun things where we like pick a show to binge or we just like chat about random stuff so like check us out there um and then of course you can find us on spotify stitcher and itunes rate and review us there five stars five please stars. thank you um <laughs> but again barbie thank you so much for joining us uh we're really thank looking you, forward to you know um potentially seeing company we look forward to kind of whatever 
um, you can content you can provide us with. Um, <laughs> uh, so get on it. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much. And as we uh, as we end every episode, we raise our glasses and we say, um, Oh, how good would a Muppets those magic changes be? Who's duty? Who sings oh, those magic changes? Oh. Who's the, who's the uh, duty? A chicken. <laughs> yes, the chicken is duty. I love it. <laughs> I love the delay. I love the delay. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.